Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have the sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother. Welcome to this week's edition of Skip the Tutorial, number one video game podcast in Zamunda. I'm one of your hosts this week, Bryant Gordon Bombay Daniels, and joining me across the universe on Skype is none other than Todd General Izzy Fortner. What's going on, man? Oh, man, I'm coughing at the beginning, man, my brother, because I'm smoking from the happiness of the pipe of the, happiness the ancestral tree. wisdom tree of Africa. No, I'm kidding, bro. I'm doing good, man. I'm doing great. It's a beautiful day outside. Seems it like is. Armageddon snow. Seems like the fake snow is gone, and the frogs are okay. You know what I'm saying? So the I'm fake just snow is that. gone. I love the 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 people posting videos. It's like, see if I compact it in this tight little ball and try to set it on fire, it just turns it turns black. It doesn't it doesn't melt when I put it on fire. It's like, yeah, that's because you've compacted snow. Of course, that's how that works. That's something I learned in chemistry class. In like tenth grade, like come on, people, let's be real. I didn't watch second. enough of that. I, I kind of I didn't even read one article about that. I just thought it was I thought it was it, a cool way. There to was no it. article on it. It was just a bunch of YouTube people, like right. At least no right, article right. I could find. <laughs> right, right, right. But yeah, man, I'm doing good, man. I'm doing great. If did you ask? Am I just on a level already? I did ask. Yeah. How are you doing, man? Man, I'm good. <laughs> I've had a week of insanity so this is a good lesson for all of us to wait and i want to tell this story and own up to my once overcoming my needs so a couple weeks ago i got my bonus check at work everything's great got a bunch of debt paid off got stuff in investment savings blah 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 but i had some extra spending cash on me so one of the things i bought was a gamecube on ebay and i bought a bunch of games and cool and i'll talk about some of those and it didn't cost that much but I found a guy on Facebook Marketplace selling his PlayStation 5 Disc Edition for $600. Everywhere else I'm seeing from $750, $800, $850. You know, the scalper market, whatever. This guy's not trying to scalp. He just doesn't want to play it. He doesn't have time for it. And when I talk to him, I find out why. So I decide to go ahead and make the offer. $600, I figure after taxes, I'm losing $60. $60, maybe. So I go out and meet the guy, get the PlayStation 5, everything seems legit, everything's there, inbox, it's got the original box, controllers, cords, everything I want. Get it home, I'm excited. I'm super excited to get this thing plugged in. Plug it in, no power. I hit the button, nothing comes on. After about 20-25 seconds, the button finally makes a noise and I'm thinking maybe I can reset this thing. So I hold down the power button, I go through all the steps. Lesson learned, the system is completely bricked. Completely bricked. I feel like I've just been screwed out of $600 and I got hustled. Well, the guy tries to help me fix it, so I didn't get hustled after talking with him. Everything's fine. He ends up actually sending me the original receipt, but I call PlayStation. And I'm talking to PlayStation, and they're telling me, hey, the receipt's only for the warranty. We'll send you a prepackaged box Go ahead and plug it in and go ahead and send it to us and we'll either fix it or replace it. And I was like, okay, cool. I tell them it's a gift so I can avoid any kind of insanity, of course. So I package it up, send it off, get it out there. goes out yesterday. But this is a good lesson for all of us. Yes, I should have waited. 
Did I not wait? Did I not listen to my wife? No, I did not listen to my wife. I should have. There was no reason to jump on it this early. It was literally just because I was like, I want this so bad right now. That was it. And I fed into that beast. Maybe because I'm on this crazy ass diet where I only eat 900 calories a day. I needed to feed into some type of beast. I needed to get my vice in some type of way. And that was my vice was spending money. So I did it. And I'm getting a PS5, but it probably won't be here until the 20th of March, which is fine because that's my birthday and I'm okay with that. And there's nothing to play anyway. So I'm okay. I got plenty of other stuff to do until then. Uh, Lesson learned. Never doing that again until, you know, I mean, I still buy old consoles used, of course, but not brand new consoles. Oh, but one other interesting thing about the story, and I haven't read this anywhere. I brought it to the FedEx guy, Todd. Unmarked boxed. It's completely... You know, it's it's a cardboard box. It's a big, thick cardboard box. It's got a sticker on it. It doesn't say PlayStation anywhere on this box. And the guy at FedEx, immediately I walk in, he goes, PS5 return? And I was like, yeah, how'd you know? Like, it's packaged in there. And he goes, I've taken in five today. We've probably taken in about 25 this week. Like, he just knew immediately. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's what's going on. Uh, lesson learned. Let me get that out there for the tribe. I made a bad decision. Uh, but hey, you know what? I'll have a PS5 in about 15 to 20 business days. So <laughs> let's, that's how my week's going. That's that's my story for the week. So. so hey, listeners, if you're new to the show, we're a video game show. But as you can already see, William Bryant motherfucking Daniels, the hero that he is, comes out and lets you know the number one rule is we talk about whatever the fuck we yes. want, even if it's to the point where we said that we wasn't going to flex or trip about getting a PS5, uh, but end up breaking and end up thinking about giving hand jobs in the back of Hobby I Lobby hit my limit. PS5s like Wall Street Reddit's did talk about in that rant that is also funny. But yeah, bro, uh, I mean, and hey, man, as your friend, since you want to put that on tape, look, I'm going to keep it real. This is not one of those I told you so moments. Uh, but no, it I is. I told you so, my nigga. It is. Like, I told you so. It is. It's an I told you I, so I moment. love you. And I literally, and what made it even more ironic was like literally three, two days later, three days later, motherfucking Venom is on the group page and everybody's just like, I, I finally got mine on one. I know. I, was, I know. Right. You know what I'm saying? And my, my stubborn ass though, on the flip side, it's not good or bad. I lit, I'm not bullshitting, man. Like, I'm not tripping, not tripping. Fuck it. No. Um, and I, I really, I, I just, I had a moment of weakness. It's what it was. It was a moment of weakness. No, you broke it down well, bro. It was honorable the way you broke that shit down, mm. my nigga. That's why I fuck with you. You know what I'm talking about? Because you keep it 1,000. That's a true story. That's your pain. That's a true you story. You know what I'm saying? Like, for real. But you know uh, what? But yeah, man. I wouldn't go through it differently. It was what it was. Perfectly fine. Now I got a PS5 come to me in 15 to 20 business days. And it's probably going to be a brand new one. Because everything I was reading is everybody who's gone through this process about submitting the return to PS5s, like if they're bricked, they basically will send them in and then they'll get an email that it's been received at the factory or the warrant or the, the, the repair, sh- the repair factory. And then they'll get an email 10 minutes later saying they're sending you a new one. It's yes, in, sir. It's Not in Laredo, right. Texas. I found out. And I was yes, like, hell yeah. Yeah. It's, in America. It's in Laredo. Like you know what I'm saying? Um, I'll take like it. SpaceX, like SpaceX. Did you see the rocket shoot up and come back down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was amazing. 
But now nah, that's dope, man. But to to finish it off too, man, talking about whatever we like and all that shit is dope. That's what uh you're doing if you've listened to this point, you kinda already been indoctrinated. But just to give an idea of what this week's show is, generally we do kind of structure the show around either like a top seven on a video game subject or whatever the fuck, you know, movies, whatever. We'll we'll have a top seven set up, try to have guests with that. Or do a a full show, what we would call something, what we've been playing, a little bit of news, and a roundtable. And this week, we're going to do a regular show. I mean, I haven't re- we'll talk quickly about what we've been playing. Um, there's a bit of news that we may discuss, you know, that we're going to definitely discuss. And Brian, could you please tell the folks what our roundtable is this week? Yeah, we are inspired this week by a relatively new tribe member. Uh, we'll 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 release the information. Stick around for that roundtable, but it's about difficulty levels. We're having a full on discussion about difficulty levels, and when we get to reading the email, you'll understand why there's so much involved with this conversation, and why there's so many different perspectives you can take. Uh, but yeah, it's it's all about the it's all about the level of difficulty in your video game. Like life, like, like life. life. You know what I'm talking about? Like some motherfuckers start out on easy road. And understand, don't understand, you know what I mean? And then some motherfuckers start out on on an eight bit track where life just blocks you in hard yep. for, for for fucking. I feel like I started out purposes. on on normal mode. It was kind of kind of my upbringing it was about normal mode. That was that's where I was. I think. Speaking of that, do you think I'm tripping on the less than regular thing, man? Nah, it is what it is. You know what I mean? This is the PC culture. You know what I mean? Like PC calling people that are like retarded special is weird to me. And maybe because I'm less than regular. Maybe I'm retarded. Well, but, I mean, they used to back in the day, like in the 50s and 60s, they used to call them touched. They were touched right, by I the hand of God. See, I hate that. That's what I'm saying. Like, that seems like it would be touched by the hand of the devil. <laughs> yeah. That's not fair. That's horrible. That's. I mean, I appreciate their life. And happiness, but I mean that's a that's a that's a heavy burden to bear. You know what I mean? And I mean, it's just like I they just... put you in special classes, but then when you're special, like Albert Einstein was special, like Elon Musk is special. He made rockets and shit. Like he's not. You know what I mean? And apparently like, and he controls the stock people, market. And there's a bunch of regular people. Hopefully, I'm regular. And then there's like retarded people, which would make you less than regular, right? I mean, yeah, I, I guess that would be correct. Um, I mean, it would be. I don't know if it's less than different than maybe different. I I would if you're gonna do a pecking order, it's not special. If you're gonna do a pecking order, I don't think we can do a pecking order though. I don't. I don't well, we living in the pecking order, man. We this do, but fuck? I think this if I think Mocking Jay or Mockingbird, this is motherfucking. This is. The I, different sections. I think the being, way to change wait. the future is to get rid of the pecking order. One person at a time. Say, bro. I mean, look, man, I love the Matrix too. But right now, <laughs> I'm saying. <coughs> it's interesting. It's an interesting concept. I, I, don't, mean disrespect. I, I don't mean any disrespect. Because it is a lot. It, it is kind of a lot going on with that. Well, but, I mean, that's what I'm saying. I was in, I was in special classes. Well, and, and I think. Feel special. That's all I'm saying. If they would have just been honest with me, maybe I'll, you know what I mean? Well, and I'll talk. What's the math behind it? I don't know. I don't actually know. Like, I was almost thinking maybe less than regular is better than retarded, even though retarded is a scientific term. Yeah, well, I think, no, it is. 
That is. It absolutely is a scientific term. And I think it's like, I think it's like learning disabled or mentally disabled or mental deficiency, but that sounds awful too. Saying mental deficiency well, that's what I, that's sounds what I'm awful saying. too. That, I definitely have that problem. I, would, I almost feel better about you. Hey man, you just less than regular. See, I like it when you approach it from like, you just less than regular. It's no big deal. That's it's okay. okay. It's okay. Okay. I like, I kind of like it. I think I'm on board with it. Now that you've explained it, cause it sounds, it's not as angry. And I'm not saying right. even if you're less and than it's less regular, pressure. it's like it's it. You could still do normal stuff, like wow. Yeah, like like people could do normal things. I mean, people get married or they 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 have kids or they go work. Like even if you're less than regular, like I just feel like it's a lot of less than regular shit that's been going on for quite some time now. Mm-hmm. Anyway, maybe that's what, you know what I mean. No, it's there has there has it's less than regular. Like Welcome to the show. Shit. Thank you for oh, yeah. sticking oh. around. <laughs> if you made us this far, let us know what you think about the term "less than regular." Um, I mean, we really don't mean any offense. This is the what you're getting right now is a peek into the conversations me and Todd legitimately have. Because it's just like, no, we don't mean any offense. We're just trying to figure things out like everybody else. <laughs> Right, right. And of course, if you want to get a deeper, some, not deeper, but different kind of perspective or an extra episode, we got a Patreon that's released this week. We talked a little bit about coming to America, things like that. You know what I'm talking about? So, but yeah, man, let me not get off track. I mean, you know do you mean? know who else was less than regular? Who? Beavis and Butthead. They were definitely less than regular. They lived on their own and they set crap on fire and they met their fathers in the desert. I am Cornel Julio. I need to watch Do Do America again. I love Beavis and Butthead Do America. Bruce Willis. Hey, Butthead. Yeah. This book's like really cool. It's got a bunch of naked chicks and talking snakes and violence. <laughs> I love that. Uh, when they go to the, when they go to the, 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 the Hoover Dam, uh, you said damn. Like that was just, What's the episode? What's the name of the episode? The uh, fuck at Lake Lake Titicaca. Yeah, surviving the apocalypse, the Lake Titicaca edition. That was yeah, that's a classic. Okay, that so, was fun, man. Yeah, no, no, I just I like this conversation a lot. I almost don't want to let it go. <laughs> we can't move on yeah, from it. We can't move on. Oh. We'll get a bit into the PC and Gen Z culture here in the news in just a little bit, but um, there's a balance. There's a balance between calling people out on stuff, and there's a balance with letting the past be the past, and just like, it is what it is. Like, you're not going to go back and change it, and there's there's a balance to learning from the historical, like, what we did to screw up as a human race, or the fact that that movie or whatever was so popular, even though it shouldn't have been. Um, you know, it doesn't meet our standards, but it is what it is. Like learn from it and move on. Don't try to cancel people who are still around because they did this back then. Like the culture was different in the nineties and two thousands than it is now. It's just different. Right. Fuck Ben Shapiro. (laughs) I agree. I always have. He's just an angry little troll. Can I call him a troll? Is that appropriate? 
You know what? I'm moving on. Let's talk about what we've been playing this week. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? I got a lot of I games this week. Find out, man. I've been playing the ranks there, right? So I'll just get straight to it, man. That same old, same old, man. Where I'm not tripping about getting a PS5 right now is because I'm one of these bum motherfuckers that's in a crack addicted era and fully embracing current gen fucking 2K21 right now. Even though people hate it, I came out apparently with a souped up build out the gate. That people I'm starting to see is kind of it's not I mean it's not that souped up but my shit is souped up it's, it's a lot in of the meadow right now people are absolutely now nah, it's kind of yeah. people are kind of catching up to to my base build that I've been dealing with you know what I'm saying and I can fully level them up it's it's rep bad rep really doesn't matter as much this year as long as you stay boosted up and on point you know what I mean like I just do nasty shit all day long and it's a lot of fun I'm trying to get some gameplay going here for real today probably. Because, you know, just to, I've been talking that shit, but that's really legit. If you want to talk about sit down, just gaming. I mean, it's a guilty thing because in a community, this is the dead time. From what I understand, they may even give 2K out next month to kind of boost it, which they generally do during the year. Yeah. Um. Hopefully I'll be off this crack era shit soon. You know what I'm saying? But that's what I've been on. Same shit. Um, it's not healthy for me and I got to get it together. But also still trying to touch Valhalla, little baby steps with that, as usual, still on that forever grind. I did fall off Immortals, I must admit, um, Immortals Phoenix Rising after you beat it because it gave me that synergy of like, you know what I'm saying? That completion. Yeah. Five, but I don't fuck with that. And it was a free week, though, for uh, Call of Duty, the Black Ops Cold War. Um, so I fucked with that a little bit, but mainly watched, like like I say, you know, my significant other is the, the Cold War murderer right now. My, I, I only got so much bandwidth for that type of shit until I've gotten to a, like, a satisfactory point with 2K. Uh, I'm, I'm going to hold off on, you know, Call of Duty. Because when I get on Call of Duty, I'm going hard. That's, that's Like that I might say for my PS5. When I get the PS5, when it's finally time. You know what I'm saying? And I want to fuck with some shit like that to really get a better feel consistently sitting down with my old lady for the whole thing. I'll probably switch over to motherfucking Call of Duty at that point. But right now for my gaming prowess outside of PC, I'm just, you know, catch me on 2K for real on current GN right now. Um, but yeah, man, that's what I've been playing. Uh, that's what I've been, you know, using my little limited time for gaming. Uh, to do right now and Sweet. other than playing with these motherfucking market that's trying to destroy me but anyway bro what the fuck have you been playing i am curious man i got a i got a lot that i've been playing this week um and a lot of time into gaming this week so first i did want to start with um i've been doing something new this year uh i usually track the games that i've played and beaten through the year um and i'm still doing that but this time I'm adding a rating structure to it. <laughs> so just wherever I felt where I first ended the game. And I don't know why. Uh, just because it's something I do in my head. So I'm going to go through that list real quick. Because you talked about Immortals Phoenix Rising. I've beaten seven games this year. So Super Meat Boy Forever I gave a six. So these can use these as recommendations if you want to. Cyberpunk 2077 I get a 7.5. Scott Pilgrim The Anniversary Edition I ended up at an 8.5. Carry On, I gave a 9. The Thing from uh, way back in 2002, I gave a 9. Cyber Shadow, I gave a 9.5, closest to a 10 this year. And then Immortals Phoenix Rising, I gave an 8. So that's where I landed on those. Use those as recommendations if you would like to. And if you want more of that, just uh, reach out to us at skipthetutorialpodcast at gmail.com. 
and I can let you know. Um, I can send you the list. It's a real easy copy and paste scenario of my rating structure overall and kind of where I landed on again. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising, though, I did beat. I think I talked it on the Patreon last week, but I didn't talk about it on the regular show. Uh, overall, I really loved Immortals Phoenix Rising, um, especially the end game. The end game content was really cool. I felt like where it really kind of fell short was the difficulty level, the difficulty spike at the end. There wasn't any, is what I'm saying. Like, I, I got about 15, 16 hours into the game, and I was OP as hell. And I really didn't have to focus on any more boost or getting more ambrosia to build my health or, you know, I just didn't need it at that point. My armor, my weapon, my armor wasn't as boosted as my weaponry was, but again, I didn't need it because once you figure out the dodge mechanics, so that's kind of a takeaway for me that it's a decent balance and I see what they were trying to do between balancing the OP side of it with the level up with you can be underpowered, but if you know the dodge mechanics and you know the combat system, you're probably okay to move into the end game. Um, and I do love it. Like the end game was fantastic and it does, it tells you, it gives you that warning. Like you're about to go into the end game. Nothing else can be done. And also this is going to take a while and it does take a while. It takes a couple hours to wrap up the story. I think I put about 40, 42 hours in overall. I loved it. Absolutely fantastic. And I've got access to the DLC. Um, so I may go back and start messing with that here in a little bit. Uh, so getting on to new stuff I've been trying or new old stuff. Kingdom of Amalur Re-Reckoning. I got real deep, deep, deep into that game this week. I think I put about 12 hours into that game uh, over the week. And that's still a classic. Cue balls deep. Ball deep. But yeah, it's a, it's a classic game, man. Todd McFarlane art style it's what i find so interesting about re-reckoning and what i find so interesting about kingdoms of amalur is it basically takes what these type of rpgs are these kind of sword and sorcery um you know functional rpgs mmo rpgs and it improves and impresses upon the player almost every little aspect about what makes those source makes those type of rpgs work together and it improves on every little facet of those. Um, especially for a game from 2012, there's so much that feels inspired by MMOs. But there's also so much that feel inspired by Baldur's Gate. And so much that feel inspired even by Japanese RPGs. And I find that very impressive. Kind of this hybrid and combination. Because that game is the definition for me of this game and the combat systems and all the different like armor and leveling up systems... It'll go as deep as basically you want it to go. Like you can, you can take it at a surface level and just rock with it and treat it like an old school action RPG and it's fine. Or you can really get into the systems, the persuasion system, the alchemy, and you can really build that game out however far you want it to go. It's your choice. You know, you know, we both love this game. We've talked about it several times. So I'm glad you're getting a chance to really truly revisit it. Um, do you still feel like it's ahead of it was ahead of its time? Yeah, it definitely was. Me, I do, I do as well. And I, that the Japanese RPG aspect, I'm glad you brought that up because that is true. Um, and it's been a, a minute since I fuck with it. So I mean, with the feeling that you get, is it is it giving you that Japanese Chinese to to a degree? It's given me the the kind of the same feeling that I get when you know the first time I played something like Final Fantasy. I mean, the story 
the difference between JRPGs and Western RPGs is generally speaking, your story is going to be driven by you in Western RPGs. And the story in Japanese RPGs are as they are driven by the story itself. Like there's this larger, fully written out, fully realized story. There's a good balance here. Um, there's a really good mix. And there's this kind of sense of discovery and wonder um, that still exists within that world in Kingdoms of Amalur and just how large that area and that map is. I love this game still. I love the weapon system. I definitely think it was ahead of its time, though. Um, and I think it crashed a little too early and it killed an entire studio from Kurt Schilling. But, you know, overall, it was still a it's it's a classic and I think it'll go down as a classic in history. Um, that being said, I did look at the games or how long to beat to see how long Re-Reckoning was versus Reckoning, the original. So Re-Reckoning, the main story, takes about 19 hours. In the original, it was clocked in about 35. So I feel like they right. also streamlined a lot of stuff in this one, too. Mm. Um, which my, which reminds me, I kind of want to go back and play the original. The original original, I've got it for PS3. Um, see what the differences were at some point. Uh, the second thing uh, that I've been playing this week, I went all the way back again to 2000, I think it was 2012, 2013, Dragon's Dogma. I finally started playing it, Todd, and I am fully 100% addicted to this game, and I have never played an RPG like this. I'm sad that it took me this long to come around to it. Um, I've been playing it on the Switch, but I have never played an RPG that literally feels just like a tabletop experience. That's what it feels like to me is like a tabletop role playing game where you can kind of do whatever the hell you wanted to in the game itself. Yes, there's a main quest, but there's moments where I am playing side quests and generally side quests are these fetch quests in most RPGs, especially Western where you go get these items, come back, deliver it to this person. These side quests are actual investigations. Like, you're having to talk to people in town, you're having to talk to people outside of town, you're having to go to certain marker points and figure out, like, okay, I'm here, but what am I looking for? And you're looking for certain things in the environment to to trigger that movement into the next part of the quest. Um, the fact that you can fight a giant and kind of do it however you want to and build your pawn structure however you want to. My favorite part is coming across a giant and realizing, oh, the way that I have to fight him is I have to literally climb on top of his back and strike his head while holding on. And that's the only way that I'm going to be able to damage him. That's the only place that's actually reading damage. And they don't tell you this. There's very little, there is very little introduction to the systems. There's very little introduction to how you're supposed to attack things and how you're supposed to go about this. This game, this side quest that I spent literally six hours going through. A side quest, six hours, just to recover a tome and bring it back to somebody. That was an incredible experience. I am completely 100% full. I could see where people get spent 150, 200 hours on this game. This is my Switch game right now. I got Bravely Default 2, but I have defaulted to Dragon's Dogma. So <laughs> this is my... Switch game, I'm 100% on board with this, and I'm absolutely in love with it. If you haven't played Dragon's Dogma and you like RPGs, but you're looking for something very different with a challenge, Dragon's Dogma, Dark Arisen, I 100% recommend. This is just, it's fantastic, man. Like, I, I just can't, 
I love this game. Hey, man. Sounds like pregnant titties. Let's get milky, bro. <laughs> Shout out uh, Mike Martinez. That's what he says when Spree the driver hits the three-pointer from the timeline in a perfectly executed transition play. Let's then he'd be milky. like, man. He'd be like, hey, Spree. He said, he'd be like, what's up, my boy? He'd be like, oh, yeah, bro. Pregnant titties. <laughs> Let's get milky. Let's get milky. Yeah, that's how that's how I feel about how you feel about the Dragon's <laughs> Dog one. So that's dope, bro. I'm glad you're enjoying it. It sounds like a good motherfucking switch suggestion. Uh it I've is. been seeing like weird, weird little news clips that I'm not digging into about the new switch supposedly coming out with 4K output, blah blah blah. Not interested until I can get a fucking five in a reasonable rate. But I still love my switch, man. I'm so grateful for my switch. That's another thing during this time. Just having the opportunity to get back in intimate and close with my switch and appreciate the yeah. shit that I got like we've been fucking with. Shout out tribes. You know, shout out to the tribe, Shanice. Shout out to the tribe, Will, for last week. Shout out, Curtis. Shout out, motherfucking Venom, Randomness. Shout out, Riley, and all you other motherfuckers that I know love uh, the overall gaming experience, but, you know, trickling in, being able to appreciate what y'all got. Uh, and all the other tribes, the new people that's been invited. Oh, yeah, don't forget to uh, randomly, don't forget to, if you want to be entered into, you know, a chance to be on the show or giveaways, whatever the fuck, you can give us a um, review on iTunes and we'll read it. And be grateful and all the other kind of kind of 100%. shit. Shout out to the bootiest. Shout out to bootiest Bob. I ain't forgot about your twenty seven dollars and sixty seven cents. But because I know we got shit to do, like you probably got to watch Coming to America, bro. I think it's gonna be yeah, fun. man. I got to get on that. I got a couple other games too. Oh yeah, my fault, bro. No my worries. Fault. I've I've been playing like, the crap out of yeah, some games. Damn, damn, my nigga. Yeah, dude, I've been playing. Nah, I've been doing this. PS fives and going hard doing it for the culture, my dog. <laughs> You ain't been bullshitting, cuz. You be wearing your dark side hat on for yeah, a motherfucking Yeah, man. Month. I've been playing. You ain't fucking around, so my bad, bro. All right, no, girl. so I clocked Just in proceed, I clocked in 12 hours this week on Kings of the Marvel lore. I clocked in 15 hours on Dragon's Dogma. I clocked in 4 hours on a little GameCube game called Star Fox Adventures that a lot of people overlooked when it first came out. Um, if you get a chance, I don't really care how you get a chance to play this game, play this game. Star Fox Adventures, it's Nintendo and Rare getting together to release an action platformer for Star Fox. And I knew about this when it first came out, uh, but I never, I never played it, but I picked it up with my GameCube. Highly recommended. It. It's that classic Rare adventure game, completely overlooked by like, like by Grab by the Ghoulies, but it's Star Fox. So if you love Star Fox, you love those type of adventure games. It's definitely a high recommend for me. Clocked in four hours at that. And I got one last one, Todd, that I went back to, which is kind of my, um, my, one of my kind of under talked about, I guess, um, meditative games, if you will. And that is Destiny 2. I started a new character on Destiny 2. I got the new light expansion pack on it. So I'm going through that right now. And I'll say this. I'll say this. After all these years of this game being out, Destiny 2 going free to play, everything about that it still holds up. It's still a solid shooter. It's still a good meditative experience. I don't care about the story. I don't care about any of that. I just like going around, shooting that gun, and playing as a warlock this time. Like, there's some about that kind of, we've talked about this, the meditative experience. And that for me is Destiny 2. 
you know I fuck that that's a great motherfucking thing to jump hop back on. I need to get back on that on the PC. Uh a motherfucker was trying to run with me on that. So we I'm should get on there to together, man, because I need some people to play with on it. Straight up, man, down to dig deep down. Cause it gives me that Halo feel if Halo ever comes out. Yeah. Wanna give another random shout out to, to, to Dewey Brown himself, man. Because uh, these motherfuckers just posted a, a good little video about the Valheim, Valheim. Yes, I need to get on that. Facebook group or whatever. Yeah, it looked like it's some shit that you would fuck with. Me too. Me too on the cool. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, man, as usual. You know, I also I downloaded putting it in. I downloaded Hero Loop this week, but I'll be playing that later tonight. And I'm nervous about starting Hero Loop because everything I'm reading about Hero Loop is it's addictive. And it's one of these games that i definitely feel like i'm gonna be 100 percent addicted to but we'll find out but yes i've been i've been playing a lot i played probably about 35 hours this week total um i really need to, <laughs> i would find another hobby but no See, other man, hobbies you say, is shit, interesting. you say shit like that and i'm just like i think about the time suck that is games like 2k yeah like which they, is we talked about this when we first started like that's why people hate that game man i mean it they're but they're, it, but there are all kinds of it's just like sucks. I can't tell you how many I can't tell you many how many hours I didn't put in that shit. Just and I see anyway. But yeah, man. Um, I'm a uh, I am excited about this week's roundtable. You know what I'm saying? Me too. So, yeah, like just just to get to it. I mean, we have touched it before a little bit, but I think this will be a, a good one to kind of really truly stamp down the the humble opinions of us both real quick on this subject. That's kind of timeless itself. Uh, but. Uh, Let's get some news. You think it's time to get to the news theme? Yeah, let's get to the news theme. Let's do that. News theme! News theme, y'all! Channel 4 News with five-time Emmy Award-winning anchor, Ron Burgundy. Cham Kine Sports. Rick Tamlin Weather. And your reporter in the field, Brian Fantana. It's Channel 4 News at 6 o'clock. Hey, that was the news theme. Let me mark down that time marker so I can go properly insert that news theme. Uh, behind the scenes. We, I don't play that live. I could. But that would be a nightmare. Um, anyway, so let's get into some news here. So first, first piece. You know what? I want to talk about this before we start in this news. Gen Z trying to ca- cancel Eminem. <laughs> They're trying to cancel Eminem. We're a show. We've talked about Eminem. We've talked about how he's a great lyricist, but I don't think he's either one of our favorites. Um, overall, pound for pound. I don't think he would make my top, probably top 10, to be honest. But he's a talented guy, extremely talented lyricist, and he's come out with some tracks that just absolutely mind-bogglingly amazing. Godzilla with Juice World. That was just incredible. Rap God. Um, and you know, I mess, I, I mess around with some of his stuff some of the time, but most of the time his albums, but they're trying to cancel him for the song Love the Way You Lie. From when, when was that? Like 2012, 2013? Like that was like seven or eight years ago, right? Something like that. You know, okay. I'm glad you brought this up because we were talking about this before we recorded. So I was like, yeah, bring that shit up on the show because I'll be forgetting shit sometime. But uh, <laughs> part of me was like, damn, man, it's, it's fucked up. I don't give a fuck about this shit either. Yeah. Just like I didn't give a fuck about the uh, Corona shit that happened with the Disney, the buff bitch with the Gina Carano. And then, Gene, thank you, Gina Carano. I really didn't give a fuck probably as much as I should have, but I still don't. Uh, 
And just like I don't give a fuck about what's going on with Tina and, and Tiny and, and like T.I. getting uh, dropped from Ant-Man 3. So what happened with that? Because I couldn't even find any news articles on that. But maybe well, I was it, looking they, in the wrong they, place. They're going through. I mean, it, now look, it, it's potato, potato, tomato, tomato. We, we're not talking about same like apples to apples with the Gina Corona thing. That's, she was just being fucking herself on Twitter, whatever. And this is like a criminal investigation associated with like drugging bitches and raping them. You know what I'm saying? But it's okay. an allegation at this point. And what I'm saying is on a level like that's actually deeper. I give like I'm not mad at at like I don't hear anybody even talking about that shit. Like nobody's up in arms about no, I don't you know what I'm saying anything it, or yeah. e- or even talking about it. You know what I mean? Because people get fired all the time. B. That's all. Like that's what that makes me think about. Like with cancel culture in the way. Like it's fucked up and retarded how it is. Don't get me wrong. It is a problem. It is something that I have concerns about, like culturally. But there's also like a level of like, motherfucker. I mean, like, what do you expect? But yeah, uh, the Tina, the Ti thing is kind of it, it's getting weird. It's like 35 people now accusations Good and stuff. Lord. And I've told it like the Ti story before. Like I'm, I'm, I remember Ti when he did his the album I'm Serious, and I was in Atlanta and I met him before he blew up real quick. And you know what I'm saying? Just because I work for the radio station. Uh, at Gremlin, shout out HBCUs and, and um, you know, TSGSU. Uh, I thought you knew, bitch. You know what I'm saying? They gave me opportunity to meet Ti when I was young, but um, they've been drugging. I mean, it's been issues with motherfucking ecstasy and shit. This ain't a surprise. Like, it's just weird. You know what I mean? So, like, the point being though is like, I'm not surprised that Disney is just like, well, you got shit going on. We can't have that associated with our brand, especially with the reopen, the grand reopening and launch that's going on. You know what I'm saying? Shout out Governor Albert, Ab- Abbott, you handicapped motherfucker. Uh, but yeah, man, like it's not um, you know, yeah, it's not that I don't care. Is it fucked up that I don't care about that? Just like with the the strong. Well, woman? and I, I think that there's a way to yes, thick thighs though. No, I think there's a way to not care about it because it's such a small voice, and I think probably the media is playing culture against culture with generation against generation. But it's been like this for. I don't know. Like people think this new, this is new. The whole idea. The only difference is, is that we have social media access now and people can dogpile people if they want to. Um, I mean, it's been generational cancel culture that's existed since I was a kid. I remember my nineties, like Gen Z or whatever you want to call me, millennial. I don't really care. Like I remember us looking back in time and saying, Oh, that's not appropriate. They shouldn't do that. You know, back in some old school stuff. But as you get older, you gain wisdom and you realize that the past is the past. You kind of leave the past alone, learn from it, and move on. That's really all you got to do. People make mistakes. People are younger. Uh, people say things because at the time they say them, it's culturally accepted that that's okay. Even though you know as an older person, like when you get older, like it's not okay anymore. But like the one thing like... With Eminem, where it's like, well, you're trying to cancel Eminem for something he said back in 2013 on a rap song. And, like, maybe it's even understanding context. I think the Eminem part got to me a little bit because it was the context of the song, Love the Way You Lie. Because it's literally somebody cathartically putting out the lyrics and emotions about what they're feeling with anger in a relationship. They're not, he's not saying I'm going to do it. It's a, I'm being cathartic right now. I'm going to put this out there. So I don't actually do these things. And when you start punishing people for catharsism and especially an art form, um, I think that it becomes kind of a slippery slope. Like I just, that's my take on it is just, 
you know, when you start punishing people for being artists, I mean, there's been controversial art since forever. I mean, that's just is what it is. And I don't think that that's kind of an appropriate reaction. I think what the difference is, is it takes away the concept of uh, fully understanding what a product is about or a piece of work is truly about. That's just my thought process on it. Like, I mean, that's just, if you wanted to, like, what was it, Miranda Lambert? We came out with that country song about King, this guy's car. That's, he, well, she's promoting property damage, and that's against the law, too. So, I don't know. Just just minor thoughts. Not really a huge and that's news the thing, story. Man, maybe I'm dying a little bit inside. Because it's one of those things, like, I, the more I hit on it, man, I don't care about any of that shit. None of it. it as long as it doesn't affect the motherfucking price, Disney stock. I don't give a fuck anymore. I'm hollow. You're a capitalist. Bullshit. <laughs> No, 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 no. It's I'm. It's just you know. I got. No, I'm not. Well, yeah, a little bit. A little well, bit of I'll, that, always, a little bit of I'll always, I'll always uh, care about. No, it, it's a weird that. thing I think about pop culture and the shift. It, there's yeah. a shift. It's a thing I appreciate about our long form podcast at this point in in history and entertainment. It, it, if anything, it, it brings me back to that. The simple things like Eminem beef and shit like that. It makes me think about the movie, the interview we do. Like I'm telling yeah. you, bro. Like that's yeah. where I go with that. That's where it's almost comedic in, in, in consideration of the backdrop in the time and history that we are living in at this time. And then there needs to be a distinct separation in my mind, at least right now, just for simple like mental health and survival yeah. purposes. You know, what I mean? because it's like. You know, I can get back to the bullshit when the movie theater is open. Somebody posted something in a, in a group that talked about I haven't been in a movie theater in a year and a half. And that shit actually kind of touched my heart a little bit. So, like, until I can fully get back embracing the things that I personally like to do to get outside of my little cubbyhole of protection, it's one of those things where I don't give a fuck about T.I. drugging bitches. I don't give a fuck about Gina Corona's big, thick-ass thighs getting dropped from Mandalorian. I don't give a fuck about, I super don't give a fuck about Eminem announcing that he gay on the interview right now. And uh, I'm okay with that. I'm also okay with not having a PS5 for 72 more hours after that point. I don't know what it was going to happen. Fair enough. I think I just take it a little bit more personally because it's when you start attacking somebody's art form and you start attacking what that was supposed to represent and the, the structure behind it, it's you're taking stuff out of context. Gina Carana, who's it's like not you going to be able to, who's not going to get fed tonight behind that shit though that's the thing like it's yeah. not i mean out of all three maybe ti and tiny because they getting sued like heavily because they're being it's in civil court is it like actual an actual case where it's like actual like lives on the line where it's fucked up either way where either somebody was getting drugged and raped or people lying on other people to like fuck up resources with a potential positive uh force in the community even though you know what i'm saying like the dave Chappelle, bill cosby joke like you know, he raped, but he did a lot of good. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but I mean, the Eminem situation, it is, uh, it's a good point to bring up, I think, because of the fact that, like you said, it's the, it's the side of, okay, paying attention to how media is being used yeah. to like emotionally drive us behind That's shit that doesn't well. matter. Yeah. No, you're absolutely right. It's absolutely right. There's, it's almost like this, uh, they don't have Trump anymore in office to dogpile on, so now they're using the culture war. To well, he's still here, and Skeletor's in office and doing <laughs> trying not to die. Every time you, you know, say that, that still cracks me up. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
like that's what I think about like the intro to, to He-Man whenever I could imagine him cackling and laughing I mean he locked up a lot of niggas I'm not gonna forget that shit nobody yeah. gives a fuck about that that's what I'm saying so it's all white noise uh, yeah stimulus checks milky titties there you go alright moving on to video game news let us know what you think skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com uh, Nintendo is not backing down on its decision to pull Mario products from its stores this month. So on March 31st, Nintendo, they are going to stop selling Super Mario 3D All-Stars in physical copies and digital copies. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 35 is getting booted off the eShop and the new Super Mario game and watch system. It'll no longer be available to buy. And also, Super Mario Maker will be having its online services shut down. And then the last thing is, is that, that nobody's really talked about this one, but Fire Emblem Shadow Shadow Dragon and the Blade of Light is also coming off the market as well. So, it's your last opportunity. They're not backing down. Um, they'll probably bring it back at some point, but Nintendo is notoriously kind of like the Disney vault. When they put something in the vault, it's very rare that it gets pulled back out again. Trust me. Uh, so if you want to get those, I definitely recommend getting them. And that game and watch system, just to let people know, if you're a retro collector like I am or you like old school stuff, that is a cool little thing to have. So I definitely would recommend it. Um, and 3D All-Stars, I've got a copy of it, but I haven't played it yet. My wife liked it, though. So, you know, it's kind of cool. Bye, bye, bye. bye is that bye, how you're feeling about that? Yeah, I mean, yeah, right now. Super Mario Maker, I never, I super never cared about. It's just not something I ever got into. Um, it just doesn't speak to me. Like I play, I bought the first one and played it for a little bit on the Wii U and like, I don't know. It just, I never could, I thought it was kind of a cool concept, but it wasn't something I was ever going to get into. Um, so are you going to buy Cardano random? Are you going to buy Cardano? Buy what? Cardano. What's that? We'll talk about that offline. Okay. Continue. No worries. Uh, Capcom confirms that Resident Evil will be heavily censored in Japan. The new Resident Evil game. It's going to be heavily censored in, a, in Japan. It's going to feature no decapitations, less blood, and fewer controversial scenes in Japan to comply with CERO standards. C-E-R-O. Um, thank God we live in America where we like our blood and guts. Next piece of news. Uh, God of War Ragnarok. The latest on that is... I don't think it's coming in 2021, but according to Corey Balrog, he tweeted out, it's going to be released when it's done. So, make it perfect. That's what they said about Cyberpunk 2077. Uh, next piece of news. PlayStation Store is discontinuing movies, movie and TV purchases and rentals. That was very less than regular. Next piece of news. PlayStation Store is going to discontinue movie and TV purchases and rentals. I never really used playstation for that but okay um i did i bought uh the only thing i blood bought spot the only th- spot bloodshot bloodshot like with vin fucking, diesel yeah the only thing i that bought was, was that uh, i think i rated it okay it was shitty yeah i think i bought uh batman versus superman the director's cut i think i think that's the only one i bought on there and i think we're the millers because my wife really wanted to watch it again so, I mean, that movie was kind of funny. The movie was silly. 
It was. I remember that one. That was, that was pretty, it's pretty stupid. It's pretty, it's pretty funny, funny though, man. Like, there's moments in that that are hilarious. Uh, I had, I had a little fun. I can't lie. That so part where they, they think that it's a baby. They shot a water tail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and next piece of news, a leaked Elden Ring trailer is being circulated online. Yes, it is, and you can still go find it. I watched some of it. Um, so if you're interested in seeing some of that, I would still probably wait till the full product is released. Um, let's the see. Full release, if the you will. Full release. The full release. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima developers are going to be made permanent ambassadors of the real island. There we go. So the real island of Tsushima has given their award to two senior members of Ghost of Tsushima development team. Game director Nate Fox and creative designer Jason Connell will become permanent tourism ambassadors of the city of Tsushima in Nagasaki, the island announced this week. That's a really high honor. That's really cool. I mean, Ghost of Tsushima is a fantastic game. It's an amazing game. That's dope, man. I wonder if you could be like ninja'd. You know what I'm saying? Like how you can be knighted. <laughs> I don't. I think you actually have to go to uh, school and learn ninjutsu, and I think that's how that works. <laughs> I don't think they could just give you like I they. Can give... be, I, I can you be honor honorary ninja? No, I don't think that's a. I don't think that's a thing. I don't think that's. I don't think that's uh, how that works. Um, let's see here. Final Fantasy VII Remake Intergrade has revealed the story link for Yuffie Stories DLC. Um, it's a new expansion of the base game that adds additional content. It's going to be available for PS5. I'm interested in seeing that one. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Anything, anything crazy on this. Microsoft and Zenimax deal was approved by the U.S. SEC. And let's see here. I'm trying to see if there's anything else. Uh, coming soon to Games Pass. Last announcement here. So coming soon, Football Manager's already there. On the console, Madden NFL 2021. Um, on the cloud and console on March 4th, 2K21 is there. Uh, Squadrons is in March sometime. And then NHL 21 is coming to the console in April. So, Oh, shit. Yep. I'm going to be playing the NHL one. Me too. I'm going to give that one a shot. Me too. Get your ass kicked. Yes, I am. Okay. Or or I'll be prepared for the beatdown, but if you beat me on that, I'm going to make you get 2K so I can punish thee. My wife just saw a joke on Facebook. I'm going to read. What's the most crunk place to go to the bathroom? I don't know. The Lil John. That is a super sad joke. <laughs> touche touche yeah uh i miss the dave Chappelle little john skits those were so funny huh huh <laughs> what <laughs> it was so good that made my day that was that's a great that was a great joke all right let's let me read this email while we're getting this round table Perfect timing, man. I'm excited about getting getting to this roundtable today, man. Me too, you man. You know what I'm saying? I think it's good timing, man. I love Tribe Interaction. Interaction. I always think of Cajun, the Cajun guy from Adam Sandler's character from SNL. Of course, of course you would. So of good. Of course you would. I love me some Adam Sandler still. I still do. I love R.P. Chris Farley, man. Yeah. 
I love Who Be Halloween. I miss I miss Chris Farley though, man. That song he did on his comedy special really broke my heart a little bit. The tribute to Chris Farley. He hadn't talked about it in twenty years. That song was absolutely beautiful. I love that dude though, man. Like Adam Sandler, he just like keeps to himself and he makes funny stuff and he does a lot for charity and he doesn't like who cares if he wanna make movies with his friends and get paid for it? Who doesn't want to do something like come on? Like Say man, when you say certain shit, bro, I'll be like, our power rings, let them, let thee combine, bro. Mm-hmm. Cause I feel you. Yep. All right, so here we go. This is from Ethan. Hey, love the show. Although I probably wouldn't be sending this if I didn't. Who knows? Maybe you get a ton of emails trying to sell you penis pills. That's true. Now true. this this is a topic that you have touched on ever so gently before, but it would be fun to hear a longer talk on it. All right, enough of the foreplay. Let's get to the meat. Wink, wink. <laughs> he truly loves our show. He knows how to talk our language. That's super gay, like in a happy way. Yeah. Thanks, guy. Thank you, guy. Um, I Blame would... Canada. <laughs> Blame Canada. Hey, buddy. I'm not your buddy, pal. I would love to hear your thoughts on gaming difficulty settings in gaming. Should games offer a difficulty setting? Is just playing easy mode lame? Does difficulty define the gaming experience or should the story be the primary value? Should a game have a difficulty as a gatekeeper and can both sides of them exist happily together? I'm sure you guys can dive deeper and offer more thought on this. Thanks for the pod. You guys really are a bright spot to relax in my week. Thank you for that, Ethan. We appreciate that. Man, thank you, Ethan, for real, man. In fact, that reminds me of one of my best friends in like the sixth grade. His name was Ethan. He had a big ass head and uh, I had the cone head. But I used to have a lot of fun going on, like, uh, like I could spend a night at his house, and we he had a good setup, and we would rent games, eat pizza, and have a great time, which is kind of, you know, lead probably Great Saturday nights, man. Yeah. Man, yeah, man, I forgot about that. Oh, shout out, Ethan, if you're out there. I don't remember much about you, but just that, that inspired a flashback, man. We used to Thanks play love, Resident Evil, eat pizza, and then watch horror movies on my buddy's PS2. I'll never Man, forget the that. titties nipples, the titties nipples, bro. Great times. Absolutely. Now, I mean, I think it's an interesting concept because I think it's a lot deeper than just a flat answer. I don't think there is a, yeah, no, they shouldn't have difficulty or yeah, playing easy modes. Lame. I don't think playing easy modes lame. I've played easy mode, um, just flat out out of the gate. And now there's a reason on certain things I've played on easy mode, like, I mean, there's been RPGs that I don't want to spend 95 hours grinding on, and I want to see where the story goes. And I just don't... Do I know I could grind it out, play it, get better at it, spend 120 hours? Absolutely could. Do I want to do that with my time? No. I just want to know where the story goes. I don't care to sit there and grind out stuff. Grind out new equipment. I mean, it's just not... It doesn't always click with me to want to be able to do that because sometimes it's like the combat system i'm not finding as interesting or as engaging as the story is and i just don't want to mess with the combat system that much i don't think there's anything wrong with that concept uh but i think it goes a lot deeper than that i mean todd what are your thoughts i'll I'll let you start because i want to kind of bounce off of you on this this well concept it's a good it's a good topic man i think it's more like you said to kind of piggyback off of you it's more of a instead of a should versus an evolution it's really more kind of evolution of gaming kind of thing yeah. i mean it's a big chunk of it it has to do more so in my humble opinion it has to do more so with 
how games are were made as opposed to how they are made and just different eras and in, in the introduction of difficulty levels and why. So, for example, like the 80s era, we're not going to go back to the 70s because, I mean, that really, you know, isn't what yeah. it is. If we're talking about, you know, just easy, normal, hard, try to walk hard here. But when we talk about four to 16 bit megabit era where it was hard to even get space for things other than like, like if you try to change audio, like it was hard to put that in there. You had to kind of artificially make the games harder in order to give lasting, you know, yeah. like more gameplay time. You're playing time. 60, because 70 you dollars. You're, you're working with a little bit. And we also talk about gaming rental era, where it's a situation where, you know, you got to get more than three days out of a game. Yep. In order for people to still want to buy said game. So you also have a lot of, we just did our top seven arcade box sets. You also had a lot of ported games from arcades yep. to the systems. To where those games are designed to make you play, pay to play, and so I mean, of course, it's built in um, ways where uh, it, it's that core golden era to me. Actually, platinum era, kind of to me. Yeah, it's, gaming, it's yeah, it's you know? kind of a platinum era, right? You know, the, it's the crack era, baby. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's a lot, it was the '80s. You know what I mean? But yeah, I think. With a lot of stuff like poor frame rates, it gave a false illusion of difficulty as well. Yeah, it's like your 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 brain had to dumb down in order to like fuck with the the travesty that was like the technical performance of these machines. But it was just a level of appreciation and the imagination of a child that made it okay. You know, so at your core level, you didn't mind spending this X amount of time just figuring out the rhythm of the fucked up frame rate that's less than ten frames per second. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And then you fast forward to Super NES era with a little bit more storage with Sega. And then you start looking into that's where they start ramping up difficulty. It wasn't just like a, a steady flow across the board of like copy and paste era. It's a little bit more of a, a flow to it because you're also not limited by two buttons in one D-pad. Yep. type of situation like that that's something that also added to the perception of difficulty well then just, you started getting the left and right shoulder buttons you started getting the the three button configuration on the super or um and then you started getting the no it was the three button on the genesis it was the four button on the super nintendo right and then like keeping in mind okay you couldn't save your games at a certain point right yep. so there was an era where if you left Sonic on, you left it on, and if it got cut off, your feelings was hurt because you had it paused at that specific. You know how long it like it took you a long time to get to that boss level. Yeah, uh, where that also was a level of urgency to where it's just like, okay, I gotta beat this shit now, and, and it, it seemed more exciting a little bit. I think back in the day, as it far did. as that was concerned, um, be, in, in a sense. But I mean, you think about like who the fuck wants to live that kind of life? So then it, the that. When you take that away, it gives a sense of like, well, okay, I could fuck up. It really doesn't matter because I'm a, it's going to save at this point. It'll, it'll be okay. Let me just make sure I make multiple save points here and it'll be cool, right? Um, so, I mean, there's that. But then just to kind of walk through it. So, like, okay, 92, 95, this is something I kind of looked into. I looked into this a little bit. I really appreciated this question because it was just like our name of the show is Skip the Tutorial. Well, tutorials didn't really start coming around until around mid-90s. Correct. You know what I mean? There was a reason for that. 
right? So it's a situation where, okay, that kind of comes in. That's not necessarily a directly, well, directly associated with the difficulty ramping, but indirectly a little bit uh, to me. Um, and at the time, I think that's where I still have a little bit of hidden subconscious disdain for tutorials in a way. But like how they, they kind of uh, hit us with a lot of that bullshit when we were kids. Yep. Um, just to broaden out the scale of how many, the accessibility uh, situation with gaming, right? Because yep. they want to maximize profit at the time. And it was just like, well, shit, a, a fucking monkey could figure out how to walk. Like, I don't need this there to tell you how Move to the that, left joystick know? forward to walk. Right, right, right. But then, you know, with ramping difficulty, with having more storage in the games to be able to to do more things and then you start adding uh cutscenes into everything which was like many rewards for challenging eras you could start playing with the storytelling aspects of game and giving an ebb and flow in difficulty as well where you couldn't do that and you didn't like have to do that before so now it like the game started changing from okay how much can i do with really a game that you can should be able to beat in the day it starts to switch to I have more storage. How can I keep gamers locked into a game for longer? Yeah. You know what I'm saying. How can I keep people get... coming back for 60, 70, 80 hours? Exactly. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So from there, it grows too because now you even get more buttons. You fast forward. Now you got analog sticks. You got dual analog sticks. You got L and R buttons. You got L and R trigger buttons. You got four button configurations. You got everything. And now you even have back paddles that you can attach to controllers. Or if you get the Xbox Pro controller, you got the back paddles. Right. Now we're talking about Matrix era starting to open yep. up, right? Like, now you got more diversity in gaming. Now you can have all types of different kinds. Like, the now you're going from 10, less than 10 frames per second. Now you can fast forward in the future land. Now you see consistent 60 frames per second. You can see this, right? You know what I'm saying? So... That changes the feeling and difficulty in a lot of games just because you're not fighting against the technology. You have exceptions in games that I'm not going to deep dive into. This is more your motherfucking uh, wheelhouse of like Demon Souls and, and Dark Souls and things like that, which would be dope. I don't know nothing about that. You know what Mega I mean? Man continuing like, their tradition of not providing right. a difficulty level. Right, right. But it's it, it that like now you're starting to also get into more again. It's, it's kind of just like in the beginning. The, the the to get to the gist of it right now basically the moral to the story is we can never forget that gaming is a business even though it's a joy that is something that we love and on a broader scale like gaming difficulty is going to be associated with profit in my humble opinion 100 travel down uh, like from the beginning where we have this nostalgia of games that this purity of difficulty to kind of separate ourselves as a master class if you will that was manipulated based on profit at the time to yep. get things rolling all the way to fast forward to a culture of easier is better. The longer I can keep you on the game, the more I can monetize the game. I can even give you a free game on a cell phone and spend a whole lot of time on just making sure that you stay on that game so I can make it a profit. Uh, there'll always be a space for games like Sekiro or uh, fucking Dark Souls, Demon Souls. And there'll be a purity there. Um, I can't even speak into that. You know me, like my most difficult game, like games like Ninja Gaiden. That's a game that I love. It's not, I'm not really big into like super difficult games. I'm a sports gamer. I find challenge and a competition a little bit there. You know what I mean? So, like, it's a good question, but um, I, I'm not going to trip about not 
mastering Cuphead where you're great. Yeah, at it. yeah. Uh, no, there's no reason to. Because I mean, but I th- yeah, man. My apologies, I ran long. But what w- what are your thoughts? No, I mean, I agree with you. I think it's going to come down to what kind of gamer you are, what 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 your personal preference is. I mean, you do have stuff. There's always going to be a market for stuff like Sekiro. And should I stu- should stuff like Sekiro have difficulty levels? No, because that's not the point of the game. The point of a game like Sekiro, the point of a game like Demon Souls or Dark Souls, is to over- overcome these challenges. And you get better with with the more you play it, and you know you develop skills, and you learn how to engage with the systems, and you you're never going to be OP, but you get better, and that in itself is the reward of the game. But is playing on an easy difficulty just lame? No, I don't think it is. I really don't because I think at the end of the day, it depends on what you're trying to get out of the game. If you're trying to play the game and enjoy it because you want the challenge of the game and you want to challenge yourself, and yeah, sure, I've played games on hard mode or expert mode or whatever, like just because I wanted to challenge myself. But see, that's the thing, bro. I've definitely played games on hard. Yeah, before, exactly. A lot. But I've like, also played games on easy mode. Like, and right. I have just because I wanted the story. I mean, it's going to come down to the game itself and what you want out of that game. What it is that you're looking for. Um, but it's kind of weird, man. I always feel weird when I'm playing a game on hard. A little bit. You do? Why? A little uncomfortable. Uncomfortable? Okay. Fair enough. I mean... You know what I mean? Because this is like... I, this is, I'm not... Should, I shouldn't be doing this right now. Well, because it, it'll also hard. depend on if you enjoy... <laughs> I see what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> but it'll depend on, too, like, do you enjoy the challenge? I enjoy the challenge of playing stuff like Cuphead, like Demon Souls, like Mega Man. I enjoy that challenge. That's something that I connect with. Do I blame anybody for not enjoying that challenge? Do I think like I'm above that person in gaming? No, because that is my personal preference. I like stuff like Hollow Knight and Cuphead and Dark Souls and Mega Man, like I like the challenge of those games, like the challenge of figuring out. It's just same reason why I like puzzle games. I really enjoy puzzle games, taking the time to figure it out. But there's also part of me that loves just casual experiences. Destiny 2 is not a difficult game. It's not a difficult game by any stretch of the imagination. But I just talked about that in the beginning. I find that to be a very peaceful, enjoyable game. Like, it's a very meditative But see, you got to think about it like this. Like, in comparison to the 80s era, like, hardcore Castlevania, side-scrolling, yeah. or Metrovania-type game. Like, the in that type of game, the difficulty comes into competition. Like, yeah, yeah like, the straight, that the options are available. So, you can make that game very hard. You know what I'm saying? You can make that game hard if you want Very to, you know, if you yeah. want to play it on a competitive level. Uh, I think, I mean, again, love throwing these questions out and kind of hopefully it start provoking a little bit for the tribe, like the core tribe people. Uh, the question for me is like, are, are games too easy nowadays? You know, I don't, that's a good question. I mean, some are sure. I'm, I'm, I almost guarantee you some games are just too easy. Um, but I think you still have a, a nice balance there with a lot of it. I think the problem is too, is, and I think I see what you're getting at is, are they too easy? And is it more wrapped up in trying to get people to engage for hundreds of hours through microtransactions, through different questing, through builds and through customization of games? Like I could see that too. 
Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. Yeah, there are definitely some MMOs I've played that are just way too easy. They're just, you know, in some RPGs I've played that are just like, this is too simple. Like, this is, this is not my cup of tea. I don't like the button mashing. I go back to like Kingdom Hearts 3. Kingdom Hearts 3, that combat system, the only thing that kept pulling me through that game was I do, I did enjoy the kind of insane over the top story they created to wrap up Kingdom Hearts, if you will. But that game was a little bit button mashing too easy. Um, there wasn't as many intricacies in it. But I do think it comes down ultimately to personal preference. What do you like to engage with? You know, it's what what is the why why are you playing these video games? I like to play I like video the games. days where rotary phones lasted thirty years. years. That's not like these days where cell phones you gotta get them every year. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it does Marvel sound Avengers sucks. It does sound like a I mean, it's just one of those things where it's I don't know, man. Like, I th- it's personal preference, in my opinion. And you're right. You're talking about the old school games and how they artificially extended their lifespan. They did. Because you can beat most of those games within a couple of hours, usually. You can usually get in there if you have save states. And I've done that several times. I've played with save states on games, on emulation and ROM. And you can usually get through those games in a couple of hours at most. Um, there's not a whole lot of content there. Um and that was an artificial extension. So I do think that the concept of retro was harder is a, I think it's dishonest in a lot of ways. It was artificially harder. It was artificially more difficult. And I think it's dishonest to try to compare difficulty levels between back then and now. Like, if you really want a good comparison, Mega Man 11, which is a new game, is harder to be harder. And it is extended content you know like it's probably going to take about 10 or 11 hours to get through it um but it's it's difficult to be difficult like cuphead it's difficult to be difficult and in my humble opinion if you have a problem with easy mode then you want to abort less than regular children and i have a problem with that (laughs) me too there's nothing wrong with easy mode in my opinion like especially if you just you talk about children dude in gaming sometimes you need the easy mode in order to capture your children's attention. I mean, okay, perfect example. A game that is built for easy mode. The Lego games. I love the Lego games. I think they're fun. They're enjoyable. They're engaging. They have good characters, good stories. They're they're funny sometimes. But those games are legitimately very simple games. But they're not made to be difficult. They're the opposite end of Dark Souls. They're, they're made to engage something you can play with your family and something you can play with your children. And there's nothing wrong with that either. We just have such a wide spectrum now of gaming. Yeah, I mean, you got you got your premium players and you got your casual. And I think there'll yeah. always be room for both finger, quote unquote, hardcore gamers. And of course, you got to be able to few the hardcore gaming with the masses. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully it doesn't get too diluted. You know what I'm saying? Um, but but I mean, uh, I'm. Like, sometimes we talk about that, but it can exist in the same person. For me, I like to go back and forth. Once I'm done beating a really super hardcore game or something, I like to play something that's real easy and just fun and enjoyable. Just something I can relax with. I got nothing wrong with that. Like, after I beat uh, Sekiro, I ended up playing the Star Wars Lego games because I thought that was fun. And I just wanted something to relax with and chill with. There's nothing wrong with it. Nothing wrong with it. 
that's my perspective overall. And if you think you're better, a better gamer because you play hardcore games, aren't there's no such thing as a better gamer. There's just gamers. I mean, it's possible, man. There are special gamers out there. There are regular gamers, and there's less than regular. And, <laughs> regular um, less than gamers. <laughs> now, in my opinion, personally, in my honest opinion, yeah, unless you're going to a pro level, but generally speaking, if you're a pro gamer, that's all you play. That is literally all you play. That one game. And I'm not about that life. That's not for me. That's It's just... I like different experiences, different stories. I mean, in the general gaming community, I think whatever you play, that's what you play. If you play nothing but visual storytelling novels, fine, cool, whatever. You're still a gamer, in my opinion. So, that's just how it is. Mm. Let me tell you something you might not know about me, Joe Rogan. (laughs) I play 2K. (laughs) Fair enough. But that's what I got, man. You got anything else? Don't you? Nah, man. It's always fun as usual. You know what I'm saying? Throwing it out to the motherfucking crowd, the tribe. If you got any thoughts, fuck with us. Let us you know. know what I'm saying? Let us know. As you can see, shout out Ethan again, man. We really appreciate the love and the email. You know what I mean? And the the the, the fucking chuckle that we got 14 times from uh, from that. You know what I'm saying? Feel For free sure. to fuck with us. Feel free to write. But yeah, man, that's pretty much all I got. What you got? Man, that's all I got. As usual, uh, let us know what you think. Agree or disagree with our opinion. Skip the tutorial podcast at gmail.com. Twitter, stt underscore pod. Facebook.com backslash skip the tutorial pod. Instagram.com backslash skip the tutorial pod. Um, I mean, that's that's it. Leave us that iTunes review. And if you want more STT in your life, $5 a month will get you four additional episodes a month. Over at patreon.com backslash STT pod. So go check that out. Uh, we're always down to spend some time with you guys. Let's get rolling on Destiny 2. Somebody joined me on Destiny 2. It's so lonely over there. Nah, man. You need to get on Valheim with them boys, man. That's what you need to do. Eventually. Eventually. I'll put you on that cross. Eventually. Go watch WandaVision. Probably talk about that next week. Well, I got some I got some okay. hero loop to play or loop hero later today. Eminem, Eminem on the interview is still classic. Eminem on the interview. Uh but yeah, let us know what you think. Um as usual. And before we sign Free off Big Meech. <laughs> before we sign off, stay humble. Stay humble. Later guys. Good night, Cambodia.